One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hi friends, today's podcast is sponsored by Spry Therapeutics. As a physical therapist, people ask me all the time, what is the best pillow to use for sleep? And I've tried a lot of them, and my favorite is Spry. This is a moldable pillow that helps to redistribute the pressure and reduce stress on the joints, which really helps you if you have neck or shoulder issues. So give it a try and use Lit Friend at the checkout for a discount for Spry Therapeutics. Welcome to Friday with Friends. I'm so lucky to have friends today that have been on the podcast before, Doc Jin and Doc Dom Fraboni. It's extra special because they are joining me from their lake house in Minnesota. So sometimes the sound quality is a little bit sketchy because of that. Nonetheless, it's an amazing talk because they just did their second wedding ceremony. And we talk all about getting married. The last time we spoke, they were engaged and living in their apartment in Santa Monica. And now they are traveling, married, and on to other adventures. And we talk about all these things today. So enjoy our talk. Welcome to Friday with Friends. I have some wonderful friends, new friends with me today who are also newlyweds and the Frabonis. I guess I can say that now, right? (laughs) Yes, Um, So on that note, most of my questions I want both of you to answer, but I do want to ask Jen this because having gone through it myself, what does it feel like to have a new last name? I mean, I remember feeling it was super significant and surreal and also a little little hard because, you know, you've been, you know, a different name for so many years and all of a sudden it's it's like a new identity. What has that been like for you? I think I've mentally been caring for the fact that it's going to be a little different. And what kind of eases my mind as well is the fact that I do have a brother who's still carrying on our last name. And I have nieces and nephews that are carrying on our last name. And so I just, I feel honestly excited. I'm excited to be a part of the Carboni now. I feel (laughs) honored. And I'm, you know, I think who I am in my death, but my last name never really goes away. It's just a technicality. Oh my gosh. I just got the chills. I love that. It really feels like a a unification. You know, it's like, yeah, like you said, your old name and person isn't law, isn't gone. It's just um, augmented. And isn't that beautiful? So first of all, congratulations. You all offer so much content for everyone. I really want this episode to be a lot about highlighting you as people, as a couple. So I want to launch right in and ask about the tough stuff first. Like, What is the toughest part of planning a wedding in the pandemic? 
I mean, if I can take that one first, I think that all the way from the time that I proposed to her, because I proposed April right after real lockdown kind of started, and you have all these expectations of how the proposal is going to happen, how the engagement is going to go, you know, and then coming up to the wedding, what the wedding is going to be like. And you really just have to start to detach that process of detaching from what you were expecting was the most difficult because now we're getting to these celebrations that we're having and it's so beautiful how it has ended up working out. The engagement first was just, it was just Jen and I and and I did it in our home that we were living in together, kind of building our relationship, starting to meld our souls together in the first place. And I'm like, what else do we need for the engagement? So it helped bring it back to what was important. Same way with our ceremonies. We just did it with our immediate families both the legal ceremony on the beach. And then we had a church ceremony uh, here in Minnesota and it was just spent with our family. So it kind of brought that background to what was really important. And then as far as the receptions go, we've kind of split that up into reception with my extended family, reception with my friends here in Minnesota. Then we're going to do one out in California. So that has allowed us to kind of extend the celebrations and spend a little more intimate time with each of those groups which has just been really cool to, to realize. But then that means we've had to plan four or five different things along the way, which has been a challenge. Yeah, and I think, you know, for someone who maybe, like even more so with Dom, I think he did have an idea of, of a big wedding, like a big wedding coming together. And I feel for people who do have that in their mindset that we're going to have this big, huge, party and be able to celebrate with both families and everyone coming together and meeting and having a big wedding celebration in that way. In my mind, personally, I always wanted an intimate ceremony. I always wanted just immediate families and doing a separate party celebration. So for me, it's been the easiest thing to detach from. Like, is the party going to happen this year or is it going to happen next year? And we're going to call it a one-year anniversary party. You know, like for me, it, it didn't, I didn't have this attachment to when it had to, ha- had to happen, how it needs to look. I always knew I wanted the intimate ceremony. But I, I do feel for brides that want the full experience all in one. And that kind of been taken away in a sense or shifted. Yeah, but the thing is, it's interesting that you already knew this probably intuitively is sometimes when you want this big thing and then it happens, it's so... The magnitude of it is such that you can't really get those kind of moments with people. You're really making your rounds, seeing lots of people. I mean, so I think it is a good lesson for anyone who actually does have that vision. It is a vision, but it isn't necessarily... the. There's not a better or worse. It's just, I think the intimacy is so crucial. You know, when you ask brides and grooms, like, what was the hardest thing? It was like, oh, it went so fast. And a lot of that being fast is, yeah, you're having fun, but it's also, you're kind of, it's a little chaotic because as the featured couple, your job also is to go around and say hi to everybody. Hey, I haven't seen you in five years, you know, cousin, whatever. And it's like, it's awesome, but it's also incredibly overwhelming. So I think you got what you wanted and it was Interesting, that's what you already knew intuitively that would bring you the most joy. And now, you, like you said, Dom, you get to keep celebrating. I know. And that's what it's been. And I, I feel like I saw that so much from other 
weddings that I've been to where I was dancing the whole time, but I didn't necessarily see the bride and groom dancing the whole time because they were just going table to table and things and food and things, you know, which is crucial. However, I knew I want to party. <laughs> and so if I want to have this, then maybe separating it for a ceremony and a party would be the best decision. And already when we were saying, Dom and I were talking about, you know, just our intimate ceremony with, and then going yeah. to dinner, we barely could <laughs> eat still. We barely could. It was eat. just our 24 family members. And I felt like we could hardly, you know, see all them and connect with them and still, you know, have time to sit down and eat. So I couldn't yeah. imagine if it would have been 200 people. Like, yeah. That would have been crazy. Yeah. So well done. Um, so I imagine this year together, you're sequestered. I, I knew that the last time we talked, you were in your apartment. It's already expanded you as a couple in so many ways and probably bringing forth things that needed to be addressed and improved. As close as you already are or were, I'd love to hear how you each feel this kind of entity of matrimony has changed things. Because it really, I always say to people when they're like, you know, we're kind of, we're like married anyway. And I'm like, no, it actually changes things, but I would love to hear from you, you both, what, how you feel, like putting that ring on, making those vows, like how has that impacted your closeness? For me, you know, the moment that we had the ceremony in California thing, it was this, this high of life, this feeling of, I can't even explain the excitement, the pure joy, the love, the the altitude I felt like I was living in from having experienced that. And I never wanted it to go. It, it lasted for like two weeks until we were like, oh, we need to move and do <laughs> actually do life now. But but it was this, this feeling of just so much love, so much excitement for where we're now officially heading. Yes, we are always in this partnership. Yes, we were doing life together. Yes, we were already living together. But for me, it was this next level of excitement that I had never experienced before that I don't think would have come had we not participated in the ceremony and really done our promises, our vows to each other in the way that we did it and the way that we celebrated with our family that is one of our biggest core values together and putting that together, I think really has shifted spiritually, emotionally on a new level. Yeah. I think where you ended up with family and this spiritual sense, I think it really brought in this huge spirituality and just the sanctity of our relationship and how it tied it off. I like to talk about it as the, the turning of a new chapter. I mean, the older I get, I'm realizing that life is lived in these chapters and the seasons of life, whatever you want to call it. But we had this amazing first season of life where we fell in love, where we started learning each other kind of initially where our relationship was at Marina Del Rey in California. And both of these ceremonies have really just helped turn that next page to the next chapter of life where now we're looking at buying our first family home in California and thinking about the whole kid thing. And, you know, it's, it's really this beginning of the building of the family rather than in the last chapter of our relationship where we were really just starting to get, in, get to know each other and how our pieces really fit together. So, so special to be able to do that with just family. The, the theme of our weddings, both in California and Minnesota, was 
family because they were the ones that were going to be there. So that was one of the initial core tenants and core values that we bonded on in our first conversations was how important family was to us. So I just really think it's this turning of the chapter into our family building stage. I love that. Yeah, it's the making it official. There is something like you said, Jen, you can't imagine it until it happens. And then when it happens, it there's such a comfort, a, such a love, a, such a higher level of just, it's, it's security, but not just like, okay, now it's official. And it's just, you're with your person. You're building a life together. It's, and, and you've done it in front of you know, God, your, your family. It, it just makes it so official. And, and I, I don't think I had really realized that until I got married and that feeling of like, and that's, you know, when I do have friends who are kind of like, oh, I don't know if I need to. And it's like, everybody's different. You do what's right for you. But it does change things and it changes it for the better. If you have a, if you already have an amazing relationship, it just, again, creates that feeling of like, next chapter, here we go. And I'm excited, you know? So I, um, I, it sounds like you already were doing this, but I'm curious, like on your wedding day, if you had any purposeful intentions about how you wanted the day to go. I mean, you were able to monitor that because of, the size, but anything else in your head you woke up or thought of ahead of time, like this is definitely, I'm going to pay attention to this no matter what. For California, I mean, it's just weird that we've had now like two ceremonies. You got married twice already. (laughs) The joke is I I hear that the second time goes better. So we just did it both. We did both of them right away. (laughs) (laughs) But the... The first ceremony was really like the the breathtaking on the beach, you know, but you have no control of the elements of the day because we were outside, we were on the beach. It's May gray, which could turn into May rain, who knows, (laughs) on that day. And it did look very overcast and gray that day. But then literally the moment I pulled up, it, the sun came out and Mm -hmm. shining. And I had hired my cousin actually to come coordinate the day of. And I'm so grateful that I did because again, being on the beach and not really having a controlled center, there are so many moving parts that there was no way that me or my maid of honor, who was my sister who was with me, was going to be able to control all of this. Having someone to kind of coordinate the day and put it together was so special. And for me, the thing that I wanted to focus on more was trying to just capture it all. We had my brother playing guitar while his brother sang as I came down the aisle. Our elder siblings are at the top to officiate us. We have our family around us, my my mom and my dad, you know, and we had the kids all go down. There's so many incredibly special moving parts. That the moment that I got on the bluff, I'm like, take it in, take it in, take it in, take it in. (laughs) And I'm trying to take it in. But at the same time, I'm zoned in on Dom, who's crying (laughs) and looking at me. And it was just, it's almost impossible to say, you know, what was I really, I, I was just wanting to be so present. And I think that was the thing, being able to have my cousin there to handle it all allowed me to just show up. Being able to have my family only allowed me to just show up. And my number one thing was that no matter what the elements were for the day, I wanted to try to be as present 
as possible and just be in it. That's beautiful. That's the opposite of the bridezilla, right? <laughs> I mean, not that you'd be that, but that's that is that's the essence of of the ceremony is to try and like get you know get your head out of all the details of what could go wrong or who's doing what or what's music is and just like really hone in and be present. And I'm sure all your practices that you do together and individually help helped that. Dom, do you have anything that you were purposely intending on that day? Kind of the same. We knew it was going to be a really quick ceremony and we knew it was going to be beautiful regardless of if it was raining or overcast or whatever. So to a degree, that presence and understanding how special that moment was and that it was going to be gone in, in the blink of an eye. Um, that's something that was at the center for me, seeing her for the first time in her dress because we've been so careful with <laughs> pictures and being able to see each other's pictures on phones and stuff to, to not see her dress or anything like that. And remembering my vows. Because <laughs> I remember my vows and I'm like, okay. No, it, it, it was mainly just being able to be present for that few brief moments that we had up on the block. And then in the church ceremony, the same way, it, it was, it's a church that I grew up in. My priest has always been one of my greatest spiritual mentors because I always liked to ask the hard questions about spirituality and organized religion. And he always knew exactly how to receive those and in a way that would foster growth in my spirituality rather than try and combat my challenging questions. And the, the way that he was able to help put together a spiritual blessing for our marriage was absolutely incredible and so special. So those are memories that are going to be there forever. And we have amazing pictures of everything too. (laughs) Well, it's incredible that you've had these both very iconic experiences of like childhood home church, which has just already such an imprint of memory and love and foundation. And then the beach. I mean, the bluff, like the this, this symbolism of that. It's, it's incredible that you had both. I'm so happy for you. All right. So I have some fun newlywed questions and we can just go ladies first, I guess. Jen, you can answer and then Dom and it could be say whatever like first comes up. All right. So describe what you first thought of Dom in one word. You. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Dom. Powerful. Because the first thing I saw was her do a pistol squat, grab her foot, go all the way to the ground in a perfect pistol squat. And I was like, wow. Wow is right. I love that. (laughs) All right. When did you know that the other was the one? Like, did you have that moment? It was like, boom. Weekend that Dom came out to California. Because we met in Austin, Texas. Three weeks later, he comes out to California. We had this magical weekend that just flowed better than I could have written it. Like it was magic. And I texted a girlfriend after he left and I said, is this what people mean when they say, when you know, you know, and she's like, girl, you crazy. You just met him. <laughs> like, no. Oh, that makes me want to cry. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and you know, I'd say that first weekend that I came up to visit was more so the confirmation for me because after the first day that we got to talk and get to know each other. And then the next day we continued to talk and I already knew, I'm like, I'm going to come out and visit her. And, and bar major unforeseen thing that came up, I, 
I just knew. And I was telling my parents, like, I have to go out and explore this. And my mom was already starting to freak out that I was going to move to California, which was right. <laughs> but even that, my mom just said, she's like, the way you talk about this, this Jen person, I haven't even met her. And I know that this is different. And, you know, as a mother, I'm sure you know that you have this connection with your kids and just this intuition as to how they're feeling. And she just said something's different. And once she met Jen, she really understood uh, more than she did just by sensing the way that I was feeling. Mm, I love that. I'm going to cry. <laughs> okay. Who said I love you first? Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, how soon was that? I'm just curious. That, that weekend? No, that was an Yeah. And you probably felt it before then, but there's this moment of like, okay, when I say it, it is actually real, right? I'm putting it out there. And there's a vulnerability too. Even if you feel it in return, there is like that, that magic. That's great. Okay, Dom, you're so much like my husband because <laughs> he said I love you first as well. Who is the tidiest? It changes day to day. <laughs> He's like... <laughs> and it changes based on where we're at or know, what, like, room, what room we're in. But <laughs> I will say Dom. I was going to say me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was, like, he was being very polite and smiling, but I had a feeling that's... Yeah, I could tell. That's okay. My husband's tidier too. <laughs> Okay, well, who's the funniest? Dom? Yeah, I mean, we both have our own edge to us, but I'd say I try to be funny more often. <laughs> I was going to say, Jen's very funny because sometimes she just says funny things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not meaning to. Without meaning to be, right. You just probably have more of a natural like wit, I guess, maybe, Dom, I don't know. Again, that's like my husband. Like I thought I was funny and then I married him and he's actually, he's witty. You know, like he can just say those things. And I'm like, like you, Jen, like I can say funny things, but they might not necessarily have meant to be funny, but yeah. Okay. These are all from the newlywed game. Did you ever see the newlywed game? So I, these, I picked some of them from that. Okay. So Jen, tell me what is Dom's favorite TV show? I actually wouldn't know this one, I don't think. Why? Because we always watch your TV shows. <laughs> 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 All right, so Dom, what is Jen's favorite TV show? What do you like always watch? I'd say sports or Food Network. Anything Food uh, Network. Food Network. Because I love to cook. So I love learning from chopped champions. That's true. Um, Jen's favorite show. <laughs> Which one to choose? There's one. And they still? No. What? Um, Only one. Oh, God. Friends. <laughs> Friends. Oh, I was going to say, I think it's probably an old one. Friends. Yeah. yeah. Ah, amazing. These are the questions, right? They come up and you're like, wait, I know this about you, but wait. Okay. So what is your pet name for each other? Babe. Yeah. Babe. Boring. Pretty standard. Pretty standard. Babe. Yeah. That's good. That's good, babe. Okay. Do you have a song like that you that is that you identify as yours? Well, never stop. Is that what it is? Yep. That's yeah. what's our first dance song. That's our first dance. It was super cool, super special. Yeah. But also grow as we go. Grow as we go. I would say mm. definitely like a, a good one, just about 
growing and not being sure because I still have a lot to do grow and the return message is hey so do I <laughs> like yeah. we can both grow go oh. I don't want to be going down this crazy river alone I want someone with me around every twist and turn and pretty cool lyrics in those songs another one we kind of bonded over with brand new oh, yeah, <laughs> was brand one of your favorites favorites when we met each other Ben Rector's brand new yeah, yeah. That's good. Okay, so if your spouse had a superpower, what would it be? Mm. We know Jen is like pistol squat, probably. <laughs> she yeah. already has that superpower, yeah. Uh, for Don, his superpower would be to... I mean, what Don's great at is really like being able to connect opposing sides who think so incredibly opposite or different and being able to like bring peace <laughs> and mm, peacemaker yeah and communication that's mm. superpower. and i would say jen's would be something that i also think she already does uh, a real life superpower which is to be able to immediately inspire and empower people to change in their lives when i love that you know there's something somebody knows that they could or need to do to be able to get to that next stage in life, Jen can be there and immediately spark that thing in their mind to empower them to change. Beautiful. Who is more emotional in, in the terms of like maybe variety of emotions or shows emotions more? Oh. Yeah. I try Both. I have to thank my dad for that one. We'd be watching like Disney movies and he's like crying when Nemo and Marlon are reunited and finding Nemo. And I'm like, dad, stop it. <laughs> that was like, You're going to make me cry. Yeah. Even in my sister's uh, speech, when she was talking about, you know, how special we both are. And it was because I'm very much an emotional person. I've grown up like that. My family knows I'm emotional. And to meet someone else who is also open, emotional, like receptive to that is, like that was something that both families kind of saw within us as well. It is that is super important. I think it's not to be overlooked, especially for anybody out there who is who knows that they feel a lot and they express a lot. Not everyone is always going to mirror mirror that or support it. And some people could even make fun of it or or like, you know, make you feel bad for it. Like somehow that having those emotions, and I obviously don't see that in either one of you, but I think for, you're such a great model for people that, you know, what emotions come up, you should feel them and you should support one another in that experience of feeling them. To, I had a feeling that would be the answer. Totally. I love to be able to um, speak to men specifically or people who feel like they need to put out this outwardly masculine appearance I was very lucky to grow up in an area in Minnesota where I would say it's probably not okay to show your emotions or people might make fun of you for it. But with a dad who would very willing to sit there with me and cry with me and say, it's okay to feel how you feel and it's okay to express that. And so much growth can be had from being someone who's willing to show your emotions, to share that with your partner, to share that with someone you have a relationship with. So I always want to speak into that as a man. That's very okay to do. <laughs> That's beautiful. And I, I really hope more people are like your dad and like you because in raising the boys, it's that's the job of raising the boys um, because that's really hard to kind of, it's never impossible, but it's harder to undo once it's been so 
conditioned. And we, you know, we're all the same in that need for um, in being in touch with our emotions and having to be able to express them. Otherwise, where do they go? They get stuffed down. Yeah. Okay. Protector. It doesn't all mean that you can't be that protector of the family, that you can't have that masculine edge to you to also show that side. It, yeah. they're, they're completely separate yet complement each other so beautifully. Actually, to be emotional and vulnerable and open is, is incredibly strong, right? It's, it's to be able to show that it takes a lot of strength in a way because you don't know how it's going to be received and you don't, might not care, but it still is. It's like you said, it's complimentary. It's actually being stronger allows you to be more emotional. Okay, one last question. So what would you say is your spouse's best personality trait? And it's going to be hard for you guys, I know, to narrow down. But like, if you could just like, boom, what, what comes right up? I mean, for me, it, it is the, the love, the honesty, and the loyalty. I mean, that's Those three. Whatever. <laughs> they're, they're all, they're all, I know. <laughs> there's no word for that exactly. Fidelity or love. Fidel, yeah. Yeah. But that, I mean, for not just for me, but for everyone around him, I would say that is such a good. Hmm. Mine was going to, the first thing that came to my mind was authenticity, which encompasses the next few that I think I would want to say with integrity, honesty. Who you see when you see Jen online is who you see when she's with her best friend and her family and anybody, uh, clients. She is so authentic to the person that she truly wants to be and chooses to be, and she's not ever trying to put up a, a facade for anybody. I believe that. And actually, so much so that like when I first started following you, Jen, I just thought of you as this person I wanted to be friends with who... like talk the same talk. And I wasn't even paying attention to the fact that you have a huge following. On that note, like now that you're married, you're growing, you're possibly growing your family. Like, do you ever like have a plan of what you want to share as a quote, I hate the word influencer, but somebody who does have a large platform. For, and now that you have more of another person, eventually, a, you know, a family, like, are you tactical in that way, like having boundaries? Or are you kind of just like, I'm mostly just going to do my, you know, doc gen stuff and I'll sh- show some of my life? Or do you, have you thought about it? I mean, I absolutely love to share the journey of it all. I really do. I feel like I connect with the community of online people who follow me and I don't get to know on a deeper level when I actually become vulnerable and I share what's happening in life. And and I know that it's a a fine line for me to kind of walk because I'm this professional that people expect to show up in one way where I've gotten comments like, if I go into my PT office, I don't want to know all about their life. And I think that's sad. I think you should know your your provider, your profession professional who are working with who are they how do they you know hold themselves accountable within their own lives you know that they're going to help you along your journey i i think it's a beautiful thing so i want to share the personal journey of it all i feel more connected when i get to share the personal journey of it all because then it opens up space for people to invite me into their world and what they're experiencing and what they're going through so i think in in ways i'm always going to a bit of our journey along the way. I'm also very conscious that 
you know, we're in this new love journey, we're in this season of it's very heightened and everything. I don't want people to compare their own journey and compare where they're at. That's never my intention for what I share. It's just to hopefully to inspire hope, to inspire growth within the individual to understand that the body is connected to what we do emotionally, community, anything. Body is yeah, I, th- I I think you come across that way. Absolutely. So I feel like any of the stuff that some people do have to deal with in terms of, you know, weird, toxic energy on the platform, I just, there's no space for it because you are who you are and it comes across that way. And I think like people want to celebrate these these all these wonderful occurrences in your life. Finding a partner that also is a PT, like, hell yes, isn't that fun? But it is interesting just from the friends that I do have that have, you know, large followings, there is a mixed feeling about that. And, you know, some are like, they show everything. And then some are much more, I think some of it is just your own personality too, like how much you feel guarded about not showing. But I was curious about that since you're now in this more expansive place. Yeah. I, I was just going to say, like, I, I feel like I've opened the door so much that people ask when babies are coming or they joke with me about it. And I'm not offended by it because I've created this kind of community and space where you can talk to me and ask me about anything. <laughs> yeah, I think that's amazing. So finally, what is the next stage look like for you? You're going to be in Minnesota for a little bit longer and then you'll travel around. You said you're going to look to buy a house. How much is planned out? Like, or are you going to just go where the wind blows? Yeah, I mean, you do always kind of have a bearing. And again, if the wind blows in a slightly different direction, we're getting really good at being able to take that and shift our sails and take a slightly different direction because we did have a, a big you know plan as far as where we were going to go and when and that's already kind of shifted and morphed but it's a beautiful thing now that we have our podcast together and that we're doing more work together in the business sense that it allows us to be remote and work from wherever but continuing to try and foster how we continue to build our intimate relationship within our marriage something that we will need to shift a little bit depending on what happens with finding a house and where we go from there. We always have a tentative plan and we're also, especially for Dom and I, things pop up last minute, things happen, they end up shifting and going and they end up getting a big life decision somewhere along the way. For us, it seems to be Yes, and that's that quality we talk about in movement of adaptability and how that resilience and adaptability we want in our body, but we want it in our lives in all the different ways. So I just wish you the best. I think you're both so wonderful. I'm I think so many are cheering for you because you do so much good in the world and it's it's beautiful to witness love really being manifested in such a um, authentic way. So 
Congratulations. Lots of love, lots of joy. Can't wait to follow this next chapter. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having us again. It's always great to come on and share with you. I know. It's It's really wonderful. You're you're leading leading the way for us as well because you're a little steps ahead, but Yes, I'm about okay. So Wednesday, today's Monday, everybody. That we're, we're Wednesday, two days from now. I'm celebrating 20 years. So, yeah, Congratulations. I sell it. Isn't that amazing? Like, I think that's pretty amazing. I think that's uh, something to like. I, I just you know, 20 years of living with somebody, getting to know them, loving them, having them love you back. You know, we obviously there's. As you will find, there's, as you already know, life happens. There's like some really amazing things and then sadness and grief. And to have that with someone who you, it's just, just part of your being. It, it is magical. It is, it is otherworldly. And I'm, I'm forever grateful. So, and I know you'll have the same experience. And for everybody out there listening, go and wish Jen and Dom a beautiful life together. Thank you so much for being here. And as always, I'm pulling for you all. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.